Oh, what has happened to our baseball team? Welcome in. It's the final out here on Sports Radio 94. WIP, Jack Fritz, hanging out with you. Final out is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable. Never looks so good. And I tell you what, 0-4 has never looked so bad. It, it has been a just a disaster uh, start for the season for the Phillies. Uh, you know, it was a season that started with so much hope and and so much promise. And I, I said on the pregame show that I genuinely felt like it was the, the most anticipated season around here since 2011. Um, you know, you go get the four aces, and we start having visions of going down Broad Street. And we have visions of a, a sold-out Citizens Bank Park all summer long. And baseball felt like it was truly back in this city. And, and that could have made me happier. Like, I, I, I think if you've ever listened to me, you've listened to me talk about the Phillies, uh, I love them. And I, I, I believe I love the Phillies like, a, like I love a family. And right now, the family is just massively, massively disappointing me. And there's so much things, so many things. We'll get into it. 215-592-9494. Would love to react with you um, because I know you were geeked up. I mean, I, I see what the reaction has been to, to these losses. And, yeah, I, I know we can do the whole, oh, well, if this happens in July, no one's going to care. And, and to an extent – that is right. If this happened in July, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But at the same time, to to come out and just kind of kill the buzz that they had generated and the the good vibes and the and the the um, the feeling that it, that that baseball was back in Philadelphia, they have done almost everything in their power to crush that. And now there's a very very real chance that they they take the field on Thursday or if it rains out and they take the field on Friday that they could be 1 and 5, 2 and 4 or even 0 oh and 6. And for a a team that gave us such a magical run last year and it was an amazing month. It was a month that had us relive in the glory days. Everyone like dusted off their their Phillies gear and and brought it back out and said, "You know what? We're back. I love baseball again." They are doing everything in their power to crush that feeling and, and, and have us feeling like, well, maybe it was a flash in the pan. Maybe this whole thing was a mirage. Maybe this whole thing was just them getting hot for a month and they were really closer to the 87-win team that even in September played 480 baseball and was lucky that the Marlins went into to Milwaukee and took like three of four when they had just gotten swept out in Chicago. It is, it is an atrocity what is happening right now. And I, I just I, – I can't believe that we're already here. I can't believe that we're sitting here frustrated after being 0-4. But I don't know how you can sit there night in, night out, watching, watching a, a, a lifeless performance and not feel it. Like, it has felt absolutely lifeless. And I said it on the pregame show, and I feel like it hasn't been talked about enough, but what Reese Hoskins brought to this team was, was, was not only the leadership in the clubhouse, but he was a guy that they leaned on, like, you know, obviously he's a streaky player, defense this, defense that, but he was someone that a lot of the players in that clubhouse leaned on, and they looked deflated 
because the the Monday before the season is supposed to start, they're starting first baseman, a, a 30 home run guy, tore his ACL, and they just have looked out of it ever since. 215-592-9494. It has been it has been brutal. There is just there is no sugarcoating it here. I I would love to sit here and and try to try, try to paint a a positive rosy picture, but I can't sit I can't st- you know stand here and lie to you and and try to portray something that I don't feel in my gut. Like I I, I had my antenna up before the game. My antenna is is certainly peaking. Uh, it is going up. You, you watch them play, and not only do they look a couple players short, they look a couple pitchers short, and they just don't look into it. Let's recap this one real quick. 215-592-9494 to get in. React to what you feel. How do you feel right now about this baseball team? I had my antennas up at, in the pregame show. My antennas are, are still raised. Obviously, the, you know, the hands are hovering over the panic button. We all understand that the, the 0-4 does not mean it's the end of the season. We understand that they can turn this around. But holy cow, is it ugly right now. Uh, to recap this one, first inning, you know, it, it gets off to an ominous start. Brandon Marsh, who in, in a negative way kind of turns out to be the player of this game, uh, lets the ball go under his glove. DJ Lay, who gets the first, ba- gets the third base. Um, the the Yankees end up scoring two that inning. It, it could have been way worse. They got lucky. They they're still in the game. Doesn't get blown totally wide open. Bottom of the third, uh, Glaber Torres hits a ball to to right field. Um, you know the, the the little Mickey Mouse ballpark that they have in, up in New York uh, makes it a three nothing uh, ball game. To obviously not a, not a beautiful start for here for the Phillies. Top four, one bright spot of this team so far is the play of Alec Baum. Uh, he has been hitting the ball really well with authority. He's driving doubles. He's getting singles. He's putting the ball in play. Um, of a of a of a beginning of the season that has been brutal. Alec Bohm has been a, a positive so far. He continues to rake. He had a double. Sosa brings him in. It's 3-1. 3-1. You feel pretty good about it. Tywin Walker gets into a, a bit of a rhythm. Thought he had some good stuff tonight. Top five. It is a 3-1 game. 3-1 game. Marsh hits this inside out. Uh, double down the line. He's on second base. Uh, there's two outs. JT Real Muto at the plate. And this happened. Two balls, two strikes. Cortez kicks. Here's the pitch. Swung on, line to right. That'll be down for a base hit. Marsh coming around third. They put up the stop sign, and Cordero's throw goes over the plate. And now a throw back to third, and Marsh gets picked off by Nestor Cortez, who fielded the throw from Cordero. And Peg Marsh, who did not get back to the bag in time. That's the Mike's Amazing Play of the Game presented by Mike's Amazing, the official mayo, mustard, and vegetable oil of the Phillies. And it's amazing for the exact wrong reasons. That is a that is a, a crucial point in the game. Uh, JT Romuto hits a ball to right field. Brandon Marsh, uh, they, they, they put up the stop sign for him, and he hesitates. Looks like with the, with the overthrow, he's going to start heading home. Nesta Cortez. Back picks him. He's out, uh, thus killing a rally. Could have been, you know, runners on on second and third with, with two outs. Castellanos coming up. Did not have a great game, but um, 
had they, it, 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 it's twofold. Had they just let it play through? I know Francis Cordero has a hose out in right field, whatever. That's a 3-2 game, um, and, and the Phils are right back in it. But the one thing that couldn't happen is what happened there. And, and it's, it's dumb baseball that we saw a lot of last year. And, I mean, so far this year, there's been a, a couple instances. I mean, JT got picked off at second base on Saturday. That play tonight, like, that's, that's not smart winning baseball. That's just being aggressive to be aggressive. Uh, so that is crushing. Uh, that keeps 3-1. And, and we all know what's going to happen when you don't score in that kind of fashion. Everything kind of blows up. Bottom five, Tylen Walker strikes out Aaron Judge on a, just a nasty splitter. Um, and, and, and Rob Thompson pulls him. 87 pitches. It felt a little bit early. You know, you have a bullpen that was worked a lot over the weekend down in Texas, and 87 pitches when he's kind of getting into a rhythm. I know it's early. I understand all of that, but you're bringing in a guy, 3-1, Junior Marte, and, and I full disclosure, I was impressed with Junior Marte in, the, in, in spring training, but he looks like the, the lights are, 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 are a bit too bright for him. He clearly needs to go down to Lehigh Valley and get some kind of confidence back because the stuff is still there. I mean, you'd be blind if you couldn't see the stuff is there. He has to go down to the Triple A and figure it out. But you're putting you're putting a guy into a game that is still winnable in Yankee Stadium and is like second. You know, he's been in the big leagues before, but this is a big moment for him. Uh, and it leads us to what truly blew up in the game was this by Anthony Rizzo to one. Swung on and belted. I mean, crushed down the line and right, and it's gone. A fair ball into the second deck, right down the right field line. And that's two more for the Yanks. And their second homer of the night. First of the year for Rizzo. And it's 5-1 to one Yankees. And that's going to make Anthony Rizzo our player of the game, brought to you by South Jersey Gas, committed to providing safe, reliable, affordable, natural gas. Make the switch at southjerseygas.com slash lovemyhome. And that blew it open. You know, 5-1, and you could kind of feel the wind out of the Philly sails. Two straight walks after that. French Cordero doubles uh, to make it 7-1. Trevino singles to make it 8-1. And after that, it was just over. It was just over. Uh, no fight, no grit, no want to. And that's kind of been the story so far for the Phillies. 215-592-9494. It is the final out. I am Jack Fritz hanging out with you here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Get in. It's been a frustrating start to the season. We were all looking forward to it. Where do you stand on this Phillies team right now? Are you pressing the panic button? Are you hovering over the panic button? Are you still it's too early? I'm hovering. This is This is not – giving me a, a ton of confidence about where this team is at. Their play is lackadaisical. They don't look like they have any fire. They're they're getting crushed by injuries. Some of their players look like they're having a bit of a World Series hangover, can't get the excitement back. It's a lot, a lot of negative vibes right now. Could really use a turnaround coming up soon. 215-592-9494. On the other side, we'll get to all of your calls, but also a couple signs of positivity from tonight. There was a couple uh, that I want to run by you that I think could lead to positive results. We'll get to all of that coming up next here in the final out. 
Welcome back. It is the final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Jack Fritz hanging out with you, 215-592-9494, continuing to react to what was a brutal performance yet again by the Phillies up in New York. And what was frustrating is that it felt like a winnable game. You know, it really did. It felt like, okay, you weathered the storm in the first. You were able to keep it close. Um, you know, it didn't totally blow up in your face. I mean, the Yankees do have some sluggers at the top of the, the lineup that, you know, it can snowball on you. And they survived. And, and really, like, the second that Brandon Marsh got picked off at third base, you could just tell. I mean, that's how that's how baseball works. It's it's when, when you make that kind of crucial mistake, the team always scores the next inning, at least against the Phillies. Like, watching the Phillies for the last, like, hardcore for the last five years – Every single time they make that kind of mistake, it absolutely – there is a – obviously, a, I'm a betting man. Uh, I, I There needs to be minus 1,000 odds on, on, on a team scoring against them next inning. It's how it works. It's, it's simply how it works with this Phillies team, and it's just, it's just been a slog. It has just been a slog. And, you know, I, all offseason, I, I tried to fight the, the hangover thing, the World Series hangover thing, and, and saying, nah, Kyle Schwarber's here. He's not going to let that happen. But it, it, just in watching them, it's a, it, it looks like a combination of a hangover. And I think the, ro- the loss of Reese definitely affected them more than, more than I thought it was going to. Like, when they lost Reese, I was like, you know what? The Braves lost Acuna. They went back to the World Series. Or, and when they won the World Series. Um, they also started that season 0-4. So, hey, maybe maybe the same thing will happen for the Phillies here. But they look like the wind has been taken out of their sails a little bit. And, you know, the fact that it happened the Monday before the start of the season, the fact that they're dealing with the Ranger thing, the, they're dealing with the Andrew Painter thing, you know, I could see the clubhouse being like, "Is this one of those seasons where it just doesn't? It just isn't our year, and it, it's not going to go our way." Bryce is obviously obviously still out. Seems like he's um, progressing in a, in a positive way, but I mean, holy cow, what a disappointing start to the season! I'll get to some positives uh, that I have. You know, even even with what has been a negative start to the season here coming up in one second. Let's talk to Eric in the Lehigh Valley. What's happening, eh? Hey, how are you guys? Um, I'm not doing well. I got to be honest yeah. with you. I'm uh, not yeah, doing same. well at all. Same. I hear you, brother. I'm just as disappointed. Well, I guess you could say disappointed is kind of lack of a better term. But, um, but yeah, I mean, for the start of this game, uh, the one thing that, that I noticed was, uh, you know, the Marsh, the, the uh, base hit out to center. Yep. Um, what could have what could have been a routine single turned out into a triple because he tried to one-hop it, you know? And he tried to one-off it. Like instead of getting in front of the ball, he it, he it let it, it let it go by and turned into a triple. And so that was just that was in the bottom of the first. So that was the start of the game. So that set my gut into a place I didn't want it to be. And then um, later they we brought in Marte, which I was like, okay, um, uh, I'm not familiar with this guy, but I'll, I'll watch. And then threw some fast pitches, 99 mile an hour sickers. Yeah. And uh, but his command was really off. It was just really off. And and it allowed a lot of walks, allowed a two-run homer, and um, and then uh, so that you know I was like you know I, I like this guy, but he just has to get his command down. Yeah, he looks and, like he looks he doesn't look ready for the moment. And and I mean right. we've we've seen guys with million-dollar stuff um, that that haven't looked ready for the moment a lot. I mean that's that's the old adage is million-dollar arm, two-cent head. Uh, I'm not saying right. you know, right. Marte has that. 
Um, but we see this all the time. I mean, this happens all the time with, with guys with great stuff. I and mean, we've seen Pavetta, like Vince Velasquez. So he might just not have it. And I think I think right. to, 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 to trust a, to try to trust a guy that young, that inexperienced on the road in Yankee Stadium in a 3-1 game, I mean, like Rob Thompson I think has been a good feel guy. That's terrible yeah. feel. That is a terrible feel situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that probably wasn't a good place to put him in. <laughs> I agree with that decision. Yeah, yeah. As far well, I agree with your your opinion of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that and and coming off of basically coming down to it, like uh, uh, as far as the decisions made, you like with that Ramilto, uh hit that I think Marsh should have just he was hauling it. He was on the Jets. On you know he was he he could have scored on that play. Um, yeah. You know, and um, and I think they should have just sent him at that point. But uh, uh, but that and my my one of my one of my second to last points is you know I think Schwarber. I know he's in. I guess you could say he's starting the season in a slump. It looks like, um, but it almost looks like he he's overswinging. In, in my opinion, he's, he's he's trying to he's trying to send it out of the park every single time. You know, and and that's just not how batting works. Sometimes sometimes you just have to get in and play. And again, I'm, I'm uneducated, but I mean, it seems like he's just trying to swing at, um, you know, just to get it out of the park every time. And that's just not how – it's not a healthy way of batting in terms of baseball. And um, – but that and, and basically, anyhow, coming into the season, you know, being that, that we're 0-4 now at this point, and uh, it's not so much of the mistakes that we're making. It looks like there's a pattern that is not settling well with us, Phillies fans, you know. And that's what I think is basically my conclusion here. And the morale of the whole team – is a complete 180 versus the playoffs last year. Yeah, know? and and, and, I, um, and I appreciate the call, Eric. Um, it is, but also we also have to understand that it's hard to recreate that. I mean, we're talking about trying to recreate playoff like atmosphere in in April and March, where you know we're coming from October and November, where it was just like it was bedlam. It was it was uh, you know it, it took over the city, so it's it's hard to recreate that. But you also have to have the you have to have the mental fortitude to be able to to create it on your own and and lock in and there just hasn't there hasn't been enough of that and it's also comes down to they're putting players who haven't been in the in this position to they're they're asking a lot out of players that haven't been there before i mean that's another reality of the situation um they they're asking a lot out of the Derek Halls, who, you know, had a nice hit tonight. Um, but it's like Derek Hall and Muno Sosa. Um, even like Brandon Marsh just got here at the, the deadline last year. Bryson Stott is a second-year player. Um, like they're, they're, they're asking a lot out of a lot of players who just haven't been there. Um, and, like, their, their studs have been pretty good. You know, I mean, like, Turner's been good. Um, Schwarber's obviously getting off to a slow start. But, um, like, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating. But um, there are some positives that I do think that we have to mention um, when talking about where the team is at right now. Obviously, 0-4 does not mean that the whole season is doomed. Um, but there's one thing that has happened in the last uh, four games of the season that I think is only going to lend itself to more runs as this year goes on. And that is the fact that they are getting a lot of hits. Um, so far, 12 hits, 9 hits, 9 hits, and 11 hits. Now, the runs haven't been there. I mean, the runs haven't even been close to being where they need to be. Um, but if you are having that many hits and, uh, you know, having runners on base that often, eventually you're going to break through. Like, you, you, it, it has to happen. So 
I know I'm down. I know a lot of us are down. But when you're looking at the offense still, putting balls in play, getting on base, doing what they need to do, like eventually the floodgates are going to open. It, it Water finds its level. And you don't have those kind of hitting numbers. And, and you know, they just don't score for long periods of time. So when you're trying to, to, to hold on – for hope, which is kind of a, a depressing thing to think of four games into a 162-game season. Uh, the fact that they have gone 12, 9, 9, and 11 in terms of hits, I think, is 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 a good sign. A couple other good signs. I mean, Alec Bone, we mentioned in the first segment, has just been really good. Um, three more hits tonight. He had three hits in game one. Um, he's, been, he's been on fire, and he's kind of translating over from what we saw in spring training into the regular season. He just I think he just looks great and you feel this kind of big Alec Bohm breakout year coming. But Trey Turner, who mentioned him as the player to count on, just I'm I'm continually amazed at, you know, putting the bat on the baseball, finding a way to, to, to get on base. And I think he's only going to continue to wreak havoc, you know, as we get going here. And uh, the caller brought up Kyle Schwarber and they're not gonna do it yet. They're not gonna do it this early. Um, you trust Kyle Schwarber's, um, you know, back of the baseball card and that kind of stuff. But if Bohm keeps hitting like this, a, a Turner Bohm one-two. I know it's not righty-lefty, but uh, a Bohm Turner or a Turner Bohm one-two with the the bat-to-ball skills that those two possess. I just think that's that scares pitchers, and I think it I think it it, it kind of jumps on pitchers. And what I'm actually seeing from Kyle Schwarber right now. Is I see a guy that's actually taking a lot of defense facts. You know, he he seems unsure of himself. He has faced lefties in back-to-back nights, so I'm sure that's not great. But still, like a lot of defensive swings, not kind of letting the the, the bat fly through the zone. Um, and I do wonder if a, a Turner Bohm kind of one-two uh, combo kind of works. And the last positive is I thought Tom Walker was pretty good tonight. You know, I, I know he allowed four earned and, and four and two-thirds or whatever, but I thought the first inning could have been a disaster. He got out of that. Um, his slider looked like it had better bite than I had seen up in New York. His splitter is going to be a weapon, and the fact that he's hitting 96 I thought was really uh, important. Um, in his last start in spring training, he was down a couple of velocity. Um, he was down like 92, 93. So to see him back up to 96 eased a lot of my tension about a possible injury um, because I, I, I can't handle another injury right now. So um, it's it's been a bad start, but – I think the amount of hits they've had, eventually they're going to start scoring. Bohm and Turner, I think, have been great, and I do wonder about Bohm in the two-hole. And Taiwan Walker, I thought, gave them good quality innings today, so I hope that you know that is something that, you know, as, as Nola hopefully gets back into to shape here, Wheeler, Taiwan Walker, if those three need to carry them um, until Ranger gets back and, and hopefully Andrew Painter joins the rotation. 215-592-9494. Rolling into the final segment of the final out. We'll get to all of your calls. Also, we'll look ahead to tomorrow night before handing things off to Jody Mack here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. It is the final out. Sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. Unfortunately, the Phillies have not looked so good. But, um, you know... 0-4 right now, been a bad start to the season, um, and and they've they've done their best to to create some doubt uh, within the fan base, and and I don't think it's it's totally it's not it's it's okay to to have a little bit of panic about where this baseball team is at. 
Um, you know, I, I know we can do the whole, oh, well, it's only been four games, so, like, who really cares? If this is July, this doesn't really matter. I, I can't think that way. I, I have to only see what I see in front of me and see what I have projected going forward. And when I see how they are, they are constructed right now, um, and I see how uh, the injuries they've had and how that has affected everything that has kind of gone on with the lineup, with the rotation, with having to put guys into positions they're not ready for, relying on 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 unproven players. You know, I, again, I mentioned this in the pregame show, and I mentioned this with Marks and Reese earlier today, but y- y- what made this team so enticing and so interesting to believe in was that they had legitimate depth at at a whole bunch of positions. Like, Billy Falter was the sixth man and had everyone stayed healthy. Painter doesn't get hurt. Ranger doesn't get hurt. Then they could have gone Wheeler, Nola, Walker, um, Ranger, Painter, Falter. Go sixth man. Not have to, to overwork Wheeler and Nola early in the season uh, so that they can kind of ramp back up to being – you know, where they were at the end of last season and not wear them down. But now with the injuries that they, they've, they've sustained there, you know, <laughs> they have to be relied on even more. And there's just such a less margin for error. And that's what's scary about the current situation with the Phillies. And, um, you know, the, the Ranger injury, I know he's throwing a bullpen on Wednesday, so that's hopefully a good sign. But I see the report over the weekend that they're interested in Dallas Keuchel, to, to sign a possible minor league deal, like what are we doing? Like that's how worried we are about the the rotation that we got to go sign a guy who's absolutely positively cooked. I mean, Dallas Keuchel had a had a like a nine eighty RA last year. There was no easier fade in the history of baseball than what Dallas Keuchel produced last year. It was it was atrocious. So the fact that that's even a thought in their head is terrifying. Hopefully Ranger gets back soon. Hopefully Painter pitches this year. But like when you, when you're evaluating this team and how good they were going to be and 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 why it was so easy to believe in them on paper, like part of that was that they had a good amount of decent rotation options that now feel like that they are just being overworked and and being put into big positions. Like Billy Falter is number four right now. Like that's not how this whole thing was designed. Then you look at the lineup. I love Edmundo Sosa, and and I think he is you know working his way into possibly getting a lot of everyday at bats here. But like Jake Caves in the opening day lineup had Josh Harrison not somehow sprained his ankle, he is playing fifty percent of the game so far. <laughs> I mean, like he like, again he's starting over Bryson Stott tonight before before this ankle injury happens. He's batting sixth. I, this is it's it's not it's that's not how this thing was designed. It's not how it's designed. The, the bullpen stayed healthy, but the bullpen also hasn't pitched well. I mean, the the, the Phillies matched the 1893 and 1895 Phillies for the worst <laughs> the worst start pitching wise in franchise history. So I mean, you want to talk about creating a shadow of a doubt in 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 a fan base? Well, the Phillies have, have, have found a way to do it. I mean. They are the first team to uh, the first team to start zero and four after winning the pennants is the nineteen eighty five Cardinals. Like we're talking about, that's damn near what thirty four years. I don't know. I'm not a math guy, but like that's 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 historic. It's terrible. Eighteen hundreds, eighteen hundreds. 
That's the last time the Phillies pitching staff get off to this bad of a start. Like, are you serious? You just were in the World Series. Have a backbone. I mean, holy cow. Michael's in Washington Township. What's happening, Mike? Yo, what's going on? Ah, just uh, dreading the start of this Philly season, buddy. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. But uh, the one thing I want to talk about that I don't think a lot of people are is how new this team is. I know it doesn't look like it, but, you know, you got Trey at shortstop and the injury of Reese Hoskins at first where we don't have a set first baseman right now. They're moving everything around, you know. You got Bohm taking balls over there one inning. I hear they got Cassianos taking balls over there just to try stuff out. Like, they don't have anything set, and there's a whole new bullpen, and I think that could be playing an effect into this. Well, you would hope that, you know, they, they can't. I thought that was a bigger concern before the run last year. I think it's more guys being thrust in positions that they're not totally ready for more than, like, this is a brand-new team that came together. I mean, a lot of the core from the World Series team is 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 still here. I mean, yeah. a couple of them are hurt, but I think it's more we're putting putting guys into the, the bright spots that they're not totally ready for. Like Derek Hall is going to be the first play, first baseman on most days, especially against righties. Yeah. Um and and the fact that he got a hit hit against a lefty tonight and and didn't look completely overmatched, I thought was a a good sign for his progression. Hopefully they can just lock in one of these things, but um yeah, it's just it's a bunch of of unproven people, players that are are trying to keep a a possible division title team afloat here. Yeah, every, everybody seems to be cold right now besides Trey and Alec Bohm looks phenomenal, more yeah. than I could even wish for. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right, Michael. And and um, you know, I appreciate the call. Like like Trey Turner has has been everything that that you could have hoped he would be. He hasn't had the uh the home runs that he was hitting for Team USA, but he was, uh, you know, he had a, a couple balls last night in, in, in Texas that could have gone out. You know, maybe at, if they were at Citizens Bank Park, they would have gone out. Um, he, but, but either way, he has been hitting the ball hard. He's been hitting the ball soft and getting singles. Like, you see why he is a, a, a guy that hovers around 300 every single year and, and will sometimes hit, hit higher than 300. Um, and I think that as the year goes on, you'll see more and more of, of Trey Turner stealing bases and, and trying to wreak havoc on that side of the, 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 the diamond. Um, and Alec Bohm, I mean, I mentioned it last segment. I mentioned those two. But those two possibly batting one, two, if, if Schwarber continues to struggle here, you know, having two very good bat-to-ball skill guys that, that can kind of jump on you a little bit, yeah, I think it's something they need need to consider. Like Alec Bohm continuing to bat like seven, uh, I think is is just blasphemous. He he moved up tonight. That was a a good adjustment, and I just think that you know they're going to continue to uh, he's going to continue to hit and and hopefully continues to rise up that lineup. Let's look ahead to tomorrow night. Um, and and obviously you don't want to throw out the must win uh, kind of thing this early into a baseball season, but man. Uh, just get us one. Like let's 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 just kind of give everyone a a big old chill pill, a big old deep breath, a, a big old relaxer, and and get one out of the way tomorrow night. It's Matt Strom versus Domingo Herman. Domingo Herman got absolutely torched in spring training. I know you can't you know say everything about spring training. You know it doesn't matter. Yada yada yada. But an eight seven one ERA with ten earned and ten innings is, is not the uh, 
the start I think you're looking for when you're talking about um, you know trying to get the season off on a on a good on a good note. But um, so he's 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 hittable. Obviously, with Domingo Herman going tomorrow night, we have Garrett Cole on Wednesday versus Aaron Nola. And if you don't win tomorrow night. I don't know how confident you are heading into uh, possibly facing 0-6 before the home opener to, to start the season. Uh, I am just – I am begging them to get home. 2-4, and four, obviously, we take that at this point. 1-5 still stinks. 0-6 and, and the possibility of a team that gave us those kind of memories last year and, and, and that kind of electricity, that would be crushing. That would be crushing because it, it wouldn't – they wouldn't get the kind of recognition that I believe they deserve. I know they lost. I understand they lost. But they still deserve a a a a, a really, really big applause, a standing O uh, for reinvigorating the city with baseball again and kind of saving baseball in this town. And to head back 1-5, oh 0-6 would just be crushing. On the other hand – I think they need to get home. Like the Reds are awaiting them. The Reds are obviously one of the the, the worst teams in baseball. They got to get home and and hopefully just kind of to right this ship a little bit. Um, but either way, uh, tomorrow night Domingo Herman versus Matt Strom. Strom apparently has about sixty five pitches. So in a perfect world, he gives them four innings. <laughs> like we're, we're 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 doing essentially a bullpen game in the fourth game of the season. So. Uh, or the fifth game of the season. So that's not great. He has been a, a failed starter. Um, you know, he started with the Royals, got traded to the Padres. He was like an analytics darling for years. Like, oh, he's going to figure out. He's going to be good. Um, and has never put together as a starter. Went to the bullpen last year with the Red Sox. Was pretty good. Um, and they, they gave him a, a, a decent chunk of change this year to come in and be a, a late-inning option for this team. Like, what the the spot that Junior Marte came in today in is probably where Matt Strom should have been had there not been injuries in the rotation. They started stretching him out like two weeks ago, so um, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Maybe he puts it together, helps him out, but him taking down four innings tomorrow would just be a godsend for this team um, heading into Nola versus Cole. And and you, you, again, you hate to throw the term must win, but when you're staring down the possibility of 0-6 before uh, the home opener on Thursday, doesn't make me feel good. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Uh, we're going to keep rolling here. Uh, the final out is going to conclude now, but don't worry. Phil's calls all throughout. Uh, we, we will get to Jody Mack, but I'm hanging out with you for as long as we need to. Here on uh, 94 WIP. 215-592-9494. I'm Jack Fritz. That concludes the final out, but don't worry. I got you on the other side. We'll continue talking fills, mixing some eagles, everything else on the table. Uh, Get in now. 215-592-9494 here on Sports.